Welcome back to another episode of the Profitable Purpose Podcast. Or if you're new here, hello and welcome. My name is Brittany and I am obsessed with helping you build a profitable and purpose-driven business. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about one of the most important yet overlooked aspects of starting and growing a business and that is niching and understanding your ideal client avatar or ICA. We're going to talk about what a niche is, how to find your niche, why it's important and why it is absolutely detrimental to your business and your brand to not have a niche and try to appeal to every single person ever. Now to preface this, I'm going to be speaking from the perspective of a service provider, but if you have a product-based business, pretty much everything that I'm going to say will be applicable to you as well. So don't click out of this episode because I'm using the word client instead of customer, because this is super important for you too. All right. So I understand that niching when it comes to business might be a new concept for you. So let me just explain what I mean when I say niching or picking a niche. So niching simply means to have a clear understanding of what segment of the market you want and are able to serve with your services. It's the type of person you really want to serve and work with. And your niche is determined by two main factors. Number one is demographic. So their age, where they live, ethnicity, do they have kids, income range, education, gender, etc. And then we have what I believe is the more important factor, and that is psychographics. This is something that I see overlooked far too often when it comes to defining your niche or your ideal client avatar. This is the way that people think, their values, their beliefs, what their goals are, their fears, what motivates them. It's their psychological attributes. So having a clear understanding about your niche and the type of person you want to work with allows you to create content and market your services in a way that really appeals to that person and allows you to become known as the expert in your field of work and to establish top of mind awareness within that market. A good example of this is photographers. So say you're a photographer on Instagram and your bio just says photographer. Well, I want to know what type of photographer? Are you a wedding photographer, family portrait photographer, branding photographer, lifestyle photographer, animal photographer? What type of photography do you do? Because just saying you're a photographer isn't really enough to make people feel magnetized and compelled to hire you if they are looking for a specific type of photographer. Oh my God, I can't even say that word anymore. It sounds so weird. So if someone is looking to hire a photographer for their wedding, they would probably prefer to hire someone who specializes in weddings over someone who is a jack of all trades because wedding photography requires a more refined or different skill set. It is a higher stress environment. You only get one opportunity to get the shot a lot of the time. So they're probably going to want to hire someone who knows what they're doing in those situations. So if you're looking to hire a photographer for your wedding and you find two photographers and you look at their Instagram and one of their bios says Adelaide photographer and their pictures are all over the place. Some of them are weddings, some are uh, nature shots, some are animals. And then the other bio says wedding photography specialist and all of their pictures are weddings. You're probably going to choose the second option right? 
and you're probably going to be willing to pay a bit more for that person because you trust that they have the skill sets and experience to get the perfect shot. So if you're a service provider and you're not really getting the demand that you're looking for and your content isn't performing well, or you're finding that your clients are flaking and you're not getting returning clients, it's probably because you're not as connected and clear about your niche as you could be and you're trying to appeal to too many different types of people. So again, niching means to have a clear understanding of the segment of the market that you want and are able to serve, the type of person you want to work with or your ideal client avatar. So now that we have an understanding of what a niche is, I want to reiterate why it is so important to pick a goddamn niche and to not be a jack of all trades. Trying to be a jack of all trades before you have mastered just one thing and gotten really, really freaking good at it is absolutely detrimental to your business for a number of reasons. The first being is that you're not allowing yourself the time and energy necessary for you to master your craft. I see this happen all the time in the beauty industry. People take a lash course and a couple of months later, they're trying to become a cosmetic tattooist or offer some other type of beauty service because they think the more services they offer, the more clients they're going to be able to get. And if you're in the beginning of your business and you're not getting the volume of clients you need in order to refine your skills, you're basically doubling the time it's going to take for you to get good at what you're offering because your time and energy are split between two different things. If you want to be charging premium prices for your service, the quality of work needs to be there. And to get to that point, you have to have laser focus on that one thing. The second reason you want to be known as a specialist and not a generalist is because being a specialist is how you stay top of mind awareness to your ideal clients and how you're able to charge premium prices. So let me give you an example. If you had to have heart surgery and you had to choose between two doctors, one being a general surgeon who does a bit of everything and the other being a cardiologist who specializes in heart surgery, who would you trust the most and who would you pay more for? Most people would choose option two, right? And this goes for every single industry. Think about retail. Who are generalists? Kmart. What do they sell? Everything. People shop at Kmart because it's cheap and convenient. And then you have specialist stores like clothing stores who sell probably the same thing and they probably literally have the same suppliers but they're selling them at a much higher price and they're able to do this because they know who they're trying to appeal to they understand their target market and how to attract those people so would you prefer to be known as the generalist who is a bit cheaper more convenient because you're a one-stop shop or would you prefer to be known as a specialist who produces the highest quality work and people are happy to pay premium prices for your skills and reputation the highest paid people are always specialists not generalists Now, I'm not saying you can't eventually branch out and offer different services. If you follow my lash business account or if you're a client of mine, you know that I offer lashes and brow tattooing and obviously now training too. There's nothing wrong with expanding your product or service line eventually, but you have to just start with one thing. You want to become known for something, to be the go-to person for that one thing. 
And not only does this establish top of mind awareness and trust with your audience and clients, but gives you the opportunity to really master your marketing and messaging. And once you've mastered that and you've gotten the clients, you probably won't even need to expand your service line. I actually kind of regret taking my cosmetic tattoo course because it literally cost me five grand and I don't even have the space in my calendar to take brow clients because I'm already known as a specialist in lash extensions. So my books are consistently full with lash clients. Another benefit of starting with and mastering just one service is that once you've built up a loyal and returning clientele and established a relationship with them, they will usually be the first people to want to try your other services and so you won't really even need to market your new services. Most people don't even know I offer brows because my reputation is built on lashes but I still get brow clients without even posting about it because I've already built the clientele. Now, Not to confuse you even more if this is all new information for you, a service or product does not inherently equal your niche or a niche. For example, lash extensions is not your niche, it's your service or industry and within that industry are different niches. So you have your middle-aged rich mums who have a super flexible schedule and like natural looking lashes. You've got the 18 to 25 year old girls who love big dramatic lashes. You've got the 18 to 22 university girls who are broke as hell and just like a basic look at a lower price. There are so many different niches within each industry. So Knowing your niche and who it is that you're trying to appeal to will help you tremendously when it comes to your marketing because you know who exactly you're speaking to. Your niche should be the intersection between what you're good at and what you're interested in offering and what the market needs. All right, so the next thing we need to get into is how to actually define your niche. And if you're in the very, very beginning stages of your business, it's really difficult to do this because you're still in the proof of concept phase, which means you don't have the clients or the sales to be able to define that. And that's totally okay, but you do need to be starting the process of taking note of the type of people you're attracting. And if you're not attracting anyone, then this is going to take a little bit of experimenting. Defining your niche or your ideal client avatar is something you need to keep in mind right from the get-go because the longer you leave it, the more time you waste spinning your wheels trying to attract everyone and end up attracting no one or at least not the quality or quantity of clients you could be attracting. So how might we actually start this process of defining our niche and creating this ideal client avatar? Market research. The easiest way to do this is by having actual conversations with people. Actually talk to the people that you're attracting and get to know them to find out what's important to them, how did they find you, what made them want to work with you, where do they live, what do they do for work. Ask them about their experiences with other service providers, what they like, what they didn't like. Become invested in their story and their experiences and what is important to them. And pay particular attention to the clients that you really, really enjoy working with who are a perfect fit for your services because that's how you start to create this ideal client avatar. And what you're going to do is get out a piece of paper or a Google Doc and start to build this ideal client avatar. You can even draw a little person and give them a name if it helps you think of this avatar as an actual person. And you want to just start creating this avatar and being as detailed as possible. Where do they live? 
How old are they? Their gender, their job, income level, values, beliefs, what type of language do they use? Where do they shop? What brands do they resonate with? Because again, all of this information is what's going to help you create content and market to that type of person. And this is how you build a business where every single client that walks in your door is your absolute dream client. When I first started my Lash business and I wasn't clear on this, in fact, I didn't even know anything about having an ideal client avatar. I was attracting all sorts of people like there was no consistency. I was struggling to get clients. I was struggling to rebook the clients I was getting. I wasn't really connecting or resonating with the clients I was getting. People were always cancelling on me and refusing to pay cancellation fees. It was just not a fun time. And I seriously considered quitting lashes because it was just not a pleasant experience. But then I was introduced to the concept of creating an ideal client avatar. And as I started to become aware of this and began identifying the type of person I wanted to attract and focusing every aspect of my business to be in alignment with that person's wants and needs, a magical thing started to happen and I started to attract those types of people. And now I have a massive client base full of people who I genuinely love, who are loyal and reliable and who are more than willing to pay my worth and who make my work life an absolute pleasure. The only downside to this is that I love them all so much that I don't know how I'm ever going to fully transition out of doing lashes because I just can't say no to them and I love hanging out with them. (laughs) But my point here is if you're at a point in your business where you're feeling really frustrated with the types of clients you're attracting or lack of clients you're attracting, I want you to know it is absolutely possible to build a strong clientele of people you enjoy working with. You just need to get crystal clear on the type of person you want to attract and start aiming your messaging, marketing and branding to fit that person's wants and needs. Another way of conducting market research is by joining Facebook groups related to your industry or niche. And you can be a bit of a creeper and just notice the trends and types of conversations that come up. Or a more effective strategy would be to actually post in the group and start a conversation. Just say you're doing some market research and you're just trying to find out a little bit more about how you can better serve your clients and ask about their experiences, what they like, dislike, what they wish was different. Anything that might help you better understand your target market, ask it. And not only will this help you better understand your ICA, You're also getting your name out there and creating awareness around who you are and what you offer, which may result in some of those people wanting to work with you. One last thing I want to address before we land the plane here is the argument that you are multi-passionate or you really are a jack of all trades within your industry or multiple industries and you already have the skill set to be able to provide multiple different services and serve multiple different niches. And what I want you to understand is that picking a niche and deciding on one type of person to serve isn't stopping you from still serving people outside of that niche. Because if you're good at what you do, you will still attract people outside of your niche purely based on your reputation and quality of work. But what picking a niche will do for you is create an extremely compelling offer and brand to one segment of the market and allow you to consistently attract and book those clients. And it will provide you with a framework to create consistent content and build a consistent, trustworthy and compelling brand. Because again, if you have an inconsistent brand, an unclear brand, you're going to attract inconsistent clients. 
So if you want to build a strong clientele, charge premium prices and become known as an expert in your field, you need to choose and define your niche. Alrighty, that is all I have for you today and I hope this was valuable for you and I've convinced you to get clear on your niche or niche, however you want to say it. Because I promise you, if you do this, your business will experience next level success and you will build your dream clientele. Thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode of the Profitable Purpose podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening. And until next time, remember the riches are in the niches or niches, however you want to say it. (laughs) 